Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and I am your host as always. In today's episode, I had the pleasure to sit down with Sean and Rochelle Martin, the owners of Serendipity Hair Salon here in Pendleton with a second location here in Ingalls. Um, What an absolute pleasure. And when I say pleasure, I mean a pleasure. It was so nice to sit down with these two, hear you know their story about their culture, the belief in community. Um, it, it's it's nice. It's a breath of fresh air. I think you guys, um, whether you if you know them personally or if you just know them in the community, this episode is going to show you a lot about their character, um, a lot about their business, and a lot about you know what what they're willing to do to give back. So. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Um, today we are welcomed by Rochelle and Sean Martin of Serendipity Hair Salon here in Pendleton, second location in Ingalls. Woo-hoo. Um, woo-hoo. A longtime Pendleton business, been in business since 2010, started right here on um, Pendleton Ave, South yeah. Pendleton Ave, North Pendleton Ave, part of Pendleton Avenue. Yes, yes definitely on Pendleton Avenue. <laughs> now we're sitting out here off um, 67 um, main location. Yes. yes. And yep. the old third generation pizza? Yes. What was it even before that? Pizza King. Was it a pizza king? It was a pizza king. And then it was a motorcycle shop right it was before a, we Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah motorcycle mobile before it was we took over. Yes. Yeah, you guys did a pretty big overhaul on that. Yeah, it was a huge renovation. Huge renovation. <laughs> tore up all the tile. That was the biggest part. Took out and the garage you, doors. It was crazy. And then after that, you decided to do another one? I mean, why not? Yeah, and then after that, we'll do another one. So then let's back things up. So that's where we're at today. So if we go 2010 um, from, you know, the light research I did Facebook stalking you guys last night, um, you got you, Rochelle, you started the serendipity in 2010. Yes, yep. So when did you and Sean actually meet? How did you meet? And um, why do you guys like each other? I'll let you guys So, to back it up a little bit, I had already been doing hair for about six years, working in Noblesville and Fishers, mm-hmm. and I came to downtown Pendleton, and I worked at a local salon, and I really wanted a place that I could give back to the community. I didn't I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. Yeah. So, that's how Serendipity came about, and Serendipity came about from that movie, you know, Serendipity. Have you seen that? No, I'm... Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. (laughs) Whatever. John Cusack, it's awesome. And so it's all about fate. And so um, we wanted a place we could give back more than anything. So... And Serendipity opened up um, in in our sweet, small little shop that we love so much. But then, so we opened up in January and Sean walked through the doors in March. Yep. And... Were you already a licensed um, yes. cosmetologist at that point? I was at another salon for about five years, and my you, whole goal was to get to a booth rent salon. I did not want to work for anybody. Um, uh, they we had heard about each other for years. Yes, so. yeah. and I worked with her sister at, at Texas Roadhouse for, what, four or five years? Yeah. I mean, crazy. so I had heard about Rochelle. Yeah. I actually had a couple of employees at Roadhouse It was like, you need to meet Rochelle, <laughs> you guys. And I was like, what? Her sister's trouble. No way. But anyhow. Because um, I, I worked there before my sister. Yes. We barely met. But we never met. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And they are all like, um, somebody was like, you should go to Serendipity. It's a booth rent salon. And I had started looking at it, came in the door and met her. And 
quit my other job, came there, and... Quit the job to work there or quit the job for Rochelle? Quit the job to work there. Uh, the hair job. The he was hair still job. cutting meat. I was still cutting meat. Yeah, he still cutting meat for a while. Roadhouse for 60. I was working at Roadhouse 60 hours a week and cutting hair 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yep. If I do the quick math there, there's not a whole lot of time for anything else. No. So I just quit there to literally have a, to have a booth rent salon. Yeah. I mean... So if you guys could explain to those who aren't in the hair business, what's the difference between a booth rent salon and a normal, like, um, working for a salon? So easiest way to explain it is a, a commission salon, you're going to get a percentage. So say it's $100 that you give me. Yep. As a stylist, I may take home 30 or 40 of that dollar. The rest goes to the salon. In a booth rent setting, you give me $100, I take the $100 and I only pay my owner, you know, rent yeah. once a week. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. And it's like me, I'm allergic to hair color. Yeah. So 100% of my service should go into my pocket. So, but the place where I was working, they were taking, I was only making 40, 38% of that. Yeah. So, so that's a huge difference. Up. But you're also, it, it depends on if you can run your own business or not, because some people need a commission salon, yeah. you know, because you don't have to worry about taxes and stuff like that. And other people that are ready to make that jump and really increase their income, mm-hmm. they go booth rent. Yeah. Which, it can give you the confidence to grow. I mean, not saying anything bad about it, because, I mean, it did help me and yes. help me give the confidence. That's what There's a place for commission salons. Yes. So you guys were both into hair before you even met. So mm-hmm. how did you get, well, I'll start with Michelle. How did you get into hair? And then I've got... You're my next one. So I wanted to go to school to be a lawyer. Okay. And so I was actually, I took uh, classes at Ball State and Ivy Tech. And um, then my son, I found out I was pregnant with my son. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to make this a lot faster, right? And I always enjoy enjoy doing hair, you know, through school and everything. Um, And so (laughs) my grandma always told me that I would never make money doing hair. You know, hairdressers did not make money. That's not an option. So it kind of... I let that settle in. I kind of was like, okay, you know, grandma's right. Probably I shouldn't go do this. Yeah. So when that happened, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this, you know? And so I love this because every hairstylist has a story about somebody that's discouraged them through life. And I'm, I'm so serious in this. And because the average hairstylist um, in the United States makes twenty-two to $24,000 a year. And so I wanted to break that. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school. And... Um, yeah, I actually, I went to uh, Kay's Beauty College up in Castleton, and they, she had two of them. She had one in Nevillesville, one in Castleton. I went to that. It was a predominant, predominantly black school, actually. I was one of three um, white girls that worked there. Yeah. It was very hard starting out, but Kay herself, who started the beauty schools, she worked in that place, and I wanted to work for her. I wanted to work with her, Yeah. and since then, they've closed, but... I enjoyed that so much because I was so challenged that afterwards I stayed and actually taught there for a while. And that was rewarding in itself because that's what, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Well, that kind of preludes to where you're at today from the education standpoint. Yes. What I've noticed from an outside looking in is how much education you guys actually provide for yes. your booth rent, your independent contractors, your business owners, yes. and the people that work with you guys every day. Yeah. That's unheard of too at this nice salon. I think what you guys are doing cultivates, you know, culture within serendipity draws people in and obviously has affected your growth in the last four years. I always say we're like a hybrid salon because there's a booth rent salon, there's commission salon. 
And I never like being identified as a booth rent salon because truly we work as a commission salon. Everybody just gets to make more money. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. We show up. We're in dress code. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a we team environment. <laughs> yes. That's it, why I wore this today. It looks professional. <laughs> yes. It does look professional. Yeah, everybody wears yes. all black. Yes. And if you come in, you want to recognize that you're a stylist, yeah. but you don't want to look like every other guest that comes in there, right? Yes. Yeah. It's just professionalism. I think that people want to still feel like their structure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it keeps everybody... When you pretend you have your own boss every single day, I just think it makes your work ethic better. Yeah. And it... it gives you the ability to make some more money. You know, the nice thing about pretending is sometimes it actually turns into reality. It, I mean, seriously. We've, we've done that our entire good. career. Sean and I have pretended. We may be <laughs> the owners, but we have pretended that we answer to somebody. Yeah. And so our hours are our hours. We don't call off on people. We can, we stay with our hours. We don't switch our schedules. It's funny. We were Mondays ever. now, and so many people were like, are you going to work Labor Day? And I was like, and my schedule too. It's Monday, and they're like, "So you're gonna work Labor Day?" Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Yep. We're scheduled. It's on my birthday. Yeah. It's on my birthday. Yeah. He will not work on his birthday. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, cool. Well, then, 2010, we meet. You open a salon. What got you into hair? Because if you're sitting there at Texas Roadhouse cutting meat, yes. and you go. I, I also like, I also would like to cut people's hair. I can cut this meat. I can cut your hair. Literally, I literally went home one day at 27, 28 years old and was like, Mom, I, I came back from Avon. I was a manager in Avon, Indiana, Texas Roadhouse, and came back to just be a meat cutter because I actually made more as a meat cutter with less responsibility <laughs> Then I was as a man a training manager in Avon. So I came back, started was starting my life over and was like, Mom, I don't have anything I wanna do. Like I I need to get out of the restaurant business. I work with this fifty year old dude and I don't wanna be that dude. I don't wanna be that dude. I mean I love talking to him, but I can't be that guy and this is all I know. And she's like, Well, I know you don't wanna hear this. But my best friend's son is a hairdresser, and he makes wonderful money. He he works in Ohio. He has ten salons. He's a multimillionaire. Truly, and he has a beautiful wife, a wonderful family. And I think that you're just so artsy and crafty. Now I might be biased because I'm your mother, but <laughs> I really think so that cool. you'd be good at it. And I was like, I don't think so. And she said, Well, I think you should definitely give it a try. I'm going to get my hair done um, on Friday. You should go hang out with my hairdresser and see if you're interested. Who was a man. Which yeah. was a man named John. And he, um, unfortunately, he has passed. But um, I don't want to get teary-eyed because he was a great hairdresser in Anderson. And um, basically, I hung out with him all day. He was a booth rent owner that did work. And after the end of the day, I was like, where do I sign up? Where do I go? <laughs> and he said, actually, there's a Case Beauty College in Noblesville. Yeah. And um, I actually was underneath Kay's brother, Ross. Oh, wow. And so, which was in... Um, it's kind really kind of cool. Huh? Kind of a wild story because Ross was like uh, the very first day. So I ended up going to beauty school, um, signed up, which I was bald at the time. Yeah. Um, went in my first day, was like, can I get an application? And these girls were like, are you sure you don't want to go to barber college? And I was like, no, I want to be around women the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? 
look like I want to be around guys. Yeah. So I ended up meeting Miss Silver, and she gave me an application. They talked me into growing my hair so I could have a style. Kind of looks the part. I got it. Right. I mean, I was a straight guy, guy, meat cutter. Like, I'd never been into a salon. And so going to beauty school was quite interesting for me. I was with 285 females, and they all were like, Oh, we got we got to make over this guy. We got he has. <laughs> we got to fix him. <laughs> we got to fix him. I was just like good. I was on yeah, mission, and they were a distraction. I got out and went to Clip Zone, and that's where I was at for five years, which structured me and taught me a lot of stuff, and taught me that I didn't want to do all that. So I went to Serendipity, where I wanted a booth rent. Jesus, so that was two two months after you had opened business. You met Sean. Sean walks in and says, "Hey, I'd like a I'd like to rent a booth." Yeah. Yep. And that's how it started because I am, I'm super, I'm super professional when I'm at work. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's how it started, even though I kept thinking, man, this is who people kept telling me about. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, yeah, anyway. It was wild because, if, I mean, let's not jump forward, but for three years, well, I mean, we didn't start dating until I'd say June, July. Yeah, June or July, yeah. And um, there's this Tim McGraw concert we actually kissed was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we dated for like two years before, and when we were getting married, like, we were like, oh, uh, well, we're actually, married this weekend. Well, actually, before anybody we were together. Who are you getting married to? And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, no, for two nobody, years, nobody knew Nobody knew in the salon None of our guests knew we dated. No, she had guests ask if I was gay. That's, that's amazing. Like, literally, yeah. she had guests uh-huh. were like, is, is well, she gay? Yeah, is he a bubble have a girlfriend. Yeah. No, he's not. And I'll never forget when the first client really found out, and it was because we had gone on Black Friday and we got matching Matching tattoos. Yeah, less than a year after we met. And it was the... That's pre-marriage because you guys got married in 2013, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. my goodness. And so, well... And we, you guys were, at that point, you were connected. Well, we're both grown. You're, we're grown. You know, well, we, we both had our ball house together. Yes, yep. Okay. I mean... I mean, and still nobody <laughs> knew. It was so funny. Yeah. So if people didn't know you guys had connected your relationship, had you guys like really talked business business at that point together? Had you guys intermixed anything there before you got married? No. No. At what point did that change? Everything was strictly professional. professional. Yes. Wear your black and stay away from me at work. (laughs) I mean, it really was. The conversations were always professional. There was never like what we were doing that night or anything like that. I'm a little bit older than her. So I'm not the young, like, want to be immature. Let's have this puppy love it. Work. Like, although we were, it's work. Although our family was, I mean, we were way googly eyed over each other. Like that is, it was very hard at times to do, especially He'd have women in his chair. I'd have men in my chair. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like you guys can feel each other. Being yes, you each can. Other t- <laughs> yes, across the room. yes. But I'll never forget. So I had a guest sitting in my chair, and I was doing hair. And a lot of times, I have my guests spun away from the mirror because I love the reaction of people not having to worry about what they're. Yeah. You know, their hair's wet or color or whatever. They just oh, they're so surprised by the way they look. Well, for some reason, I had my guest face towards the mirror. And when I put up my arm, the tattoo <laughs> showed. And she said, I've never noticed that before. You know, what does that tattoo mean? And I said, a soulmate. And she said, soulmate? Well, she goes at least, and she, it's still not doing anything for her at this time, right? She said, well, at least it's, you know, it's in Chinese or whatever. So if 
if you if you split up with whoever you're with, you could say it means like rock and roll or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll listen to this whole this. conversation. Yes. I'm just sitting there listening to the whole thing. Then I I mean I'll never forget. I spun my guest around, and she sees Sean so cutting hair. Hard to do yes, a and oh, she no. her I was doing collar, and her head turned around and looked at me. And she goes, did I just stick my foot in my mouth? <laughs> and, she, I mean, that was probably the first thing. And the guest reaction, thinking it was so cool and that we were such a good couple, we're the perfect fit together, I think that kind of gave us, I don't want to say we let our guard down, because even at work to this day, we're super professional. Yeah. I mean, that's just really important to us. Um, but it allowed us to start talking about, you know, life yeah that those sorts of things yes so then you're you're married in 2013 yep um at what point do you guys start putting your business minds together is that post-marriage or oh i let's just cut to the chase <laughs> she's the business mind yeah i let's just i'm my business mind is making sure that her mind works well I take care of the house the swans and everything but she takes care of the business there you That's, go uh, now that, I mean, I think that's why we bought this huge place. So she could just put me out in the woods and I could take <laughs> oh care God. of the landscape. That is not and, true. And make sure that I stay busy. And Plenty of projects keep him over there. Because yes. otherwise I'd probably just sit inside a house and get old and fat. So. Yeah. He, she wants he, to keep you working, keep you lean. He downplays it. Yes, I do the entire business part of it, and and the ideas flow through me. But when I it say takes something. A pep rally person inside the salon. You know, like, yeah. you gotta have a, you gotta have a show. I'm a great person to say goodbye to. I'm always smiling. I like to make sure everybody feels great in the salon. Well, and That's not only that, when I say, Sean, I've got this idea. You know, I listen to clients on my chair all the time. You know, um, I've never said no. Yes. Yes, Sean never no said that. No matter money, no matter what it was, we, I don't care what it is. During the you beginning of our relationship, what we, got to do? we sold Jingas, those Jingas. We had a Jinga business that we did. We opened up the restaurant after, well, after the Cabbage Rose. Twist, right after Cabbage yes. Rose. Yes, everything puzzles. that I've had an idea. Oh, puzzle, doing yeah. all the event puzzles coordinating. Yeah. Did you know we had a restaurant? No, yes. yeah, we, opened we had up a restaurant, restaurant for, in between what, all four that? or five months, and then I was working three jobs at that time. Yeah. yeah. And so somebody was, I was like, I can't do this, honey. And she was like, somebody was like, well, put it on Facebook to sell it. And we were like, we well, did. we all owned a building. And they're like, sell the idea. Yeah. You guys created the whole, you know, the idea in the menu. And we were like, okay. And it was a good, I mean, we were busy when yeah. we were there. We were, but it was such it was a little awesome, blip. Sean. Yeah. I mean, if we could have, at that point. If what I, year was this? What year was this? Uh, 20... Brinkley could tell you because that was the only time she got a spanking was inside the <laughs> restaurant. and she That was her it. one and only. Yes. Yeah. It's scarred right into yes. Literally, she's like, I, that, yes. So, um, not her son, though. But, um, <laughs> no, I don't know when that was because it was, I mean, it was only was like... Was it 2017? 2016? 2017? No, no, no. It was a We've stupid done a lot stuff. of... Uh, no, that was stuff. fun. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun. We had fun. But that paid for our furnace and Heck yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, so anyway. So what else did you start during that time frame? Anything oh, else fun? Oh gosh, I was... Did you say Jenga? 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 Yeah, Jengas. well, before this whole thing launched with all these Jengas, we used to build the life-size Jengas for tailgating and stuff. Oh! And so that's what we did, and we would stain them and sell we them. We sold a whole bunch of sports bars in Ohio yeah. and Illinois, and 
Yeah. We had our little business cards. We yeah, we still have our little. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it took off for a second, and I was always kept saying, if we could just, just get Target. Yes. If and you now could just Target, Target sells them. Could, yes. But they're not ours. good or so, yeah. but if it fell over on a kid, yeah, we kept the saying. liability just would have. So we just never moved forward. Yeah, the liability's a little bit lower than those lawn darts they used to sell. So. <laughs> And they sold those at Target. So. Yeah. They did sell those at Target. Yeah. Yeah, they got sued out of business. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. So, yeah, you fill a need, you're finding things, and you ran everything on your own, and your downtown penalty. I'm reading my questions as yeah, I like, just ahead. keep talking through things. Your sister had worked with you the whole time. Oh, yes. Yeah. From the start. Yeah. So, my sister, to start, um, she was our front desk, and she... At the beginning of things, I was like, look, I don't even know how I'm really going to pay you at this point. Can you step in? Can you? And my sister's really great at customer service. I mean, that's what she did at Roadhouse. That's, I mean, she's great at that. So she um, she was like, okay. So she's answering phones at the time. We didn't even have these nice, fancy computer systems that yeah. we do now. So everything's by hand in the book. And she kept us we fed. We a big, huge book. Yeah. She would keep everything. It was old school. Heck yeah. Then as we started um, growing and stuff and, um, well, when I started really like building my business behind the chair, because it was kind of like starting over a little bit when you came back here, right? Mm -hmm. From leaving that area. A lot of people followed, but you saw it a lot to build. Then I started really paying her well. And she was, um, she literally got to the point where she, we could look at each other and I didn't even have to say a word. She would just go do whatever needed to be done. Mm -hmm. She knew exactly how to schedule people to where we maximized our days and she took care of everything. And so that was huge. And then finally, she's back there with us, like mixing color and doing all that stuff all the time. And I said, why aren't you going to school? You know, you could make even more money. You know, you like this atmosphere. And so long story short, she did end up going to school for here. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing. So was but, she part of your original three? So when you look on your piece, you guys are a team of 23 today, but you started as three. Who's your original three? Yeah. You? Uh, no, it was me, myself. Christy. Uh, no. No? Original. Oh. Me, original, myself, and I? No. One, two, three. Devin. Because um, Devin and I left the same salon to go to this salon, and she came with me. Devin, myself. Valerie, who's still with us today, um, she came very shortly after we opened, and my sister. Yep. Yep. And now you're at 23 people. 26. No, 28. Well, then you need to update your Facebook page. Yes. it says 23. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Well, so things have changed, obviously, especially even more recently with COVID shutting down the world, you guys have even, most people cut back on staff. You guys increase and grew even more people's businesses that way. So now you're at 28 people. Mm -hmm. um, you guys moved to your new location in what year, 2016? From the one down here yeah, in downtown? Yeah, 2016. Gosh, it was like 2014, the restaurant. 2013, wow. Mm -hmm. That would explain why I don't know. Yeah, that's why you don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a long time ago. That was a while ago. That was a while ago because it pops up every time, you know, everyone. Oh, your timeline? Yeah. I, just like, oh, like, yeah, I wish no. I would have posted more pictures. I just have a love-hate with social media, but I wish I would have posted more then. Well, then I don't blame you. So your social media is obviously one of your popping things now. Serendipity has gone from 3 to 28 in probably, would you say the whole decade? Uh, or do you think no. that most of your growth has been in the last 
five years. Since you guys four, moved to your newest location. I would say the last four years, four to four and a half years is where all of our growth came in. So you guys opened your new location. My big question, it just literally says what clicked. So what clicked in those last five years? What changed? So when we were downtown, we made a lot of mistakes. We tried commission, we tried booth rent, we uh, hired people um, without too much training. We watched, we had to do a lot of fixing of haircuts. At that point, we literally said, all right, we're starting from scratch here. We're going down to Sean and I, my sister, we're going to make sure we build this reputation and we build it strong because we, we kept having, we didn't want to be, there are 13 salons in Pendleton. Mm-hmm. How are you going to stand out? Exactly. You know, besides the, all the, everything we did with the community, you know, which we did a lot. But <laughs> we were like, we're going to build this reputation. So we spent a solid year just working together before Christy ever joined us. And Christy and I became friends. Which when we say working, we mean... Working. working. It's not like it is now. No. We work Tuesday. Like when our kids were at school, we Tuesday worked. Tuesday through yeah. Saturday. And when our kids were out of school, they came to the salon. They went upstairs of the salon. They did their homework. They watched television until we were done working at 8 o'clock. I think some, I don't, I'm just going to say this out loud. I think some people have false false things of what we used where we came from. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, I mean, they see that you work two days a week now. Well, you can do that if you, but to get the guests, you have, I mean, there's times that you have to be there from 10 o'clock until 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. And And our kids sacrifice with us. Our 17-year-old still remembers. He's like, oh my gosh, mom. Yeah. (laughs) I have such issues because of you. No, he loves it because our kids have got to watch us. I mean, we were two hairstylists. I, when I got it, when I, Split up from my kids' dad. I left with nothing. A bed, some clothes, so on and so forth. I had nothing. Sean didn't have much. And we built this entire life together. Yeah. By, you know, doing what we love. But it didn't, it has not ever been easy. And I think no. that's where we're just now to the point 10 years later where we're working two days a week. Yeah. Up to that point, we were lo- working so many hours, it was crazy. Yeah. You know? And it, honestly... COVID's helped with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah COVID, COVID's been a blessing in a lot of ways to a lot of people. As much as it's been a struggle in a lot of ways to a lot of people, there's been such bad stuff that's come out of it. And then there's been some, you know, you always got to try to find some silver lining and everything. Um, but real quick to rewind, Christy joined us. Uh, Van and Van, which is her son, and my daughter were really good friends. Van went through cancer. Christy quit doing hair. She worked at a local bank here. And I said, why aren't you doing hair? It's the best job in the world. I say that all the time. Yeah. And she came back. She worked right underneath my wing. We built her. And then I thought, you know what? This is what I should be doing. I should be teaching people how to take care of their guests. Sean and I can do that. Like, why aren't we doing this? Christy's building, you know, and she's making more money than she's ever made. And she's happy. Yeah. And so we thought it came down. Our lease was due to be renewed. Rent was going up and um, and everything, and we thought, you know, it's now or never because we had to sign another five-year lease if we were going to be downtown. Yeah. So it was like, do we do it or not? At the time, we looked at several buildings. Oh, you would just die if I told you all the buildings that we looked at and the places that we thought would be possibilities, right? <laughs> thank the Lord for Yes. I'm then, saying, thank the Lord for Yes. Yeah, Chuck has been a blessing to us, Clevenger. Yeah. Um, 
that a sign went in that window. 30 minutes. I called him. Someone else had already made an offer on the building. I said, you got to be kidding me. Can we come look at it? Can we just come look at it to see? Yes, tell that it wasn't going to work. He said, well, if something falls through, I'll let you know. Well, by golly, you know, Edward Jones was set, wanted to go in there. Corporate said, you know, that's too big of a space. And so Chuck said, if you want it, it's yours. Well, here's the thing. Three times the amount of what we're paying, there's three of us mm-hmm. in this, what, 2,100 square foot building. And we're thinking, I'm looking around. This whole place needs a whole remodel. Yeah. I'm kind of sick, but I'm excited. And we said, you know what? We don't know how we're going to do it. This feels right. We're going to do it. And thank thank God. Thank God we did because it literally, like that, it started literally blossoming. And we kept, Sean and I are still working several hours. We're staying until every single person leaves. When every single person comes in, we're making sure. I got to be honest. When we first opened up, there was a time I called her on Thursday. I was the only person there. And I was like, man, I really hope we made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> like I was the only person working, yeah. and I was the only one there all day long working. It was just me yeah. in that big building, <laughs> and you're trying to make it feel like it's like, oh, this place is a place to be. <laughs> yeah. You want to be here with us, you yeah. know? And so, anyway. I think people that work there now would have a, they they would not believe it. They yeah, just, it's well, it's hard because you've seen so much growth so quickly. Yeah, and so and there's been with growth, you you grow from making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, you we learn made from what you screw up. a ton of mistakes for, I would say, the first five years. You know, and still now, I tell the girls all the time, you guys have something, come to me about it because I don't know all. You know, we're still trying to figure this out and learning. I mean, I, I dreamed about being able to change our industry, but I feel like we're starting to do that. I, I mean, can't. I know that we're doing it, but I still, I, I just don't feel like we're done, done yet, you know? No, you so. guys are young. You have no gray hairs, but then again, <laughs> you do hair, so maybe you do. Maybe you just dye it. I mean, mine's definitely colored. I'm allergic to Oh, that's a good point. Yes. So yeah, yours definitely yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, so rapid growth. It's been fast. Super I, fast. It's it's crazy to watch from the outside looking in because I remember yes. being in high school, just going in for like um, a haircut at your old place, and then you guys opened this. Do you really? Night. Yeah. That's I, amazing. Well, yeah, it is amazing. And then now I go in and John cuts my hair because Sean was too booked one time. So now Sean's my, or John's my forever, Sean and John. So, but yeah, now John's in the kid's corner and you've got all those other ones filled up from he COVID. Loves spot. Yeah, he goes, no he loves that here. spot. He will never move from that spot. No, he loves it. So it's just, it's crazy to see the growth. But I think you've talked about it a couple times. And that's your community involvement in what Serendipity does to give back. That's something you guys were doing way before the successes you are today. Let's talk about how important it is for you guys, for your community involvement. Let me tell you, if I could just give all day long and I had so much where I could just do that all day, that's what I would do. I miss that. And that's why it's important to me. I don't really like the whole Saturday of cutting kids' free haircuts all day long. Going back to school fair. I, I, then we did that, what, three years in a row? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was Cut awesome. hair for free all day. But I, we just, it's a, I just, I maybe it's the way I was raised, but I was always, you're always supposed to be helping somebody. I mean, what, you're supposed to help each other, yeah. you know? And so to have a place where we can actually continuously give back to the community, like I said, I would, I would just give all day long if I could. Yeah. 
I'm ser- so serious. We can't give more than you get. I yes. think that's something my dad's always told me. Yes. He said, if you're going to take from a community, give to it. Yep, you'll exactly. You'll never be able to give more than you get. People respond to that. And that the community showed us their love and our clients showed us our love during the pandemic. When yep. we were shut down, you know, for 11 weeks, when we were shut down, I mean, it was almost like, see, and this will bring, are you, you want me to cry on the podcast? I'm just kidding. Just look at the camera. We'll get a tear shot I as it goes and we'll post it online. But <laughs> yeah. because we literally, we did, we, we have loved the community that we're in, you know, and whether it's individuals that we help out or the community itself, when we got shut down, the community rallied around us. You know, I came up with our own stimulus package, you know, get these gift cards. We don't want to take anything from anybody ever. So purchase these gift cards and we're going to feed our stylists, keep bidding money to them while we try to figure out how to get them on unemployment and do all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, our community rallied around us and they helped out. I mean, we had people donating just, I don't care where you send it, send it to the people that need it, you know, grocery cards. I mean, insane. So I think it's very much reciprocated with our community and with our salon. And so, and I think that's important. I think being a part of the community is important. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about 1152. It's 1152, uh-huh. right? So I've seen the signs in there. It's, um, John's explained it to me a couple of times. So explain what 1152 is to people that don't know. Because uh, to- so, so Lacey and Adam Skaggs, um, Adam started 1152 in honor of his dad's passing. But it is a, it flows right along with serendipity because when we were downtown, we used to have a quote board that we changed every week. And so um, quotes have always been a huge important part of my life because they just make you think deeper. Yeah. And so he sends out a quote at 1152 every single day and it's an encouraging quote, makes you think. And so we decided before COVID that we'd partner up. You know, we sold his merchandise, so on and so forth because we thought the two brands were really well together since COVID. We had to get rid of all the clothing. I mean, we really narrowed things down. We don't even have the post-it notes in there anymore, but um, we still love the idea of 1152. I mean, we still get them every single day ourselves, and it's just really encouraging. We would have back there in the back on the board, pre-COVID, people would have little sticky notes, and they'd write encouraging notes or maybe thoughts. They would place them up on the sticky board, and you could either take one of those with you or you could leave one. And we had people do all those. Yeah, people would the actually. Kids loved it. Yes, yeah. the kids loved it. They'd do little drawings, or they would. I mean, it was just a. It's another piece where people are thinking engaged, about something. Yeah. Yes, they're engaged. They're thinking about something positive, and they're thinking about somebody. They're thinking about somebody else. Yeah, and it, it helps you guys create that true positive experience of yes. getting your hair done and yes. all the other things. Yep, exactly. Bringing the community in, bringing in you know the Skaggs external you know eleven fifty two and yeah. to be positive is pretty. I always found it really amazing. And so, yeah, it's always, it's, we just try our best. Life can be so negative that we want to make sure that when you're in our salon, you have a good experience, you know what I mean? And that, I don't know, we're like therapists too, you know? Well, talk to, <laughs> talk to anybody who's ever gotten their hair done. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that person behind you cutting your hair, just as much of anything, there's, they're a person to listen to you. Yes. Ask you the questions yes. to draw out, I mean, like. How many times have you had somebody cry in your chair? Oh, my gosh. Well, we're just with each other through everything, through childbirth, through deaths, you know, through life experiences, marriages, divorces. I mean, we're through. And you're catching up on six weeks of stuff Oh, my each gosh. Time, it's amazing. It, and it changes fast. And that's why we'll always do hair. Yeah. It's for the personal aspect. It is right. just, yes. 
We get to have an impact on people every single day, and it's amazing. Yeah, you guys really are therapists. <laughs> so, speaking of culture, your culture is cultivated one for your clientele. Yeah. You guys have created such a great culture for your clientele, but you also create a pretty awesome culture for your stylists. So, obviously, your culture's your biggest impact, and education's your biggest impact going from a team of three to 28. Yeah. So, kind of talk to me about. You said with Christy, you decided you took her under your wing, and it was more of that educational side from back in your day when you yeah. taught school, right? Yeah. You taught hair school. Yeah. So now you feel like this this need, this want, this passion towards growing people. You've now grown a lot of people, and I see your education classes that you do with them on Saturdays. We bring them out to your house and sit them six feet apart. Oh, so every month... The end of every month on a Friday, we typically do a monthly meeting. Okay. Well, we do a monthly meeting. Yeah. And so, yeah, that our last monthly meeting with all this, we decided we'd go out and social distance and be able to have a meeting. Um, but no, it's important for us to stay on the same page. A lot of a lot of places will do it even more than that. We do it every then, and we we ha- I mean we do have a culture for the salon, for the stylist that. Um, Again, we try to make it as positive as we can. It's getting harder the bigger we get, so we're trying to figure out. I actually looked into some of this ourselves for um, helping our stylist to grow because before then, you know, I was literally every single stylist I was able to work with. Well, Mm -hmm. now I've got team leaders in place that will help me with that. You know, Ashley helps down at the Ingalls location, uh, now Molly too, and then Christy helps me at the Pendleton location. But even them being team leaders and helping everybody, each person that works in serendipity, and that's what's really cool, all the stylists help each other. Yeah. And that's when, when you're hired at serendipity, these are the things that are important to me. You're a team player. You take care of your guests, and you take care of the people in the salon, which means, you know, the best experience you can possibly have and cleaning up after each other and no drama. And those are the no three. Drama. those are the three things that I say every single time that are super important to us, you know. Um, so. the, the drama piece is interesting because <laughs> the question I have written down, one of the ones I marked out, yeah. is how do you keep that culture in such a big group of type A personalities? <laughs> and I <laughs> use the word type yeah. A because, I mean, we're all, we're all, all yeah, I mean, we're all therapists here. So yes. we all have stuff to bring to the table. So yes. how do you keep 28 people happy, smiling, and going to work and doing all the things? Well, I think that... As much as we think that talking is always the answer, I think listening is the answer. Mm-hmm. And so we have I another one of my really big things is communication. I always say if there is a um, if it's not black and white, there's a gray area, and people are going to assume whatever they want to assume. And so we try to keep things as black and white as we can, and then consistency is always our big thing too. So you know what you're getting and what to expect when you work at the salon. Um, communication we have group group pages we have whiteboards you know we have a team facebook page we've got all these things to and we have the monthly meetings to keep everybody on the same page so that if there it starts to be any issue because we're no different than any other company there starts to be any issue we can immediately fix it yeah because i want everybody i want everybody to immediately immediately fix it is the main thing we have heard that from so many people even recently that have joined us is Man, you know, I'm not having to wait days or weeks. You're like, you know, somebody says we need something. Plug. Yeah. It is immediate. We go in immediately because running a business, we may be behind the chair two days a week, but when somebody messages or we're working from home, we drop what we're doing, we go fix whatever it is at both salons immediately. 
And so that, I mean, I think that the girls know that we're 100% in their corner. You know, we want them to be successful, you know. And so I think that that has, I mean, if you have somebody rooting for you, yeah. we're like cheerleaders we're for everybody. I'm on yes. your side. I am on your side, 100%. I am rooting for you to what make can we do? Yes. I, I mean, how can you be mad at me? Make for your life better. What can we me, do? Wanting you to yes. make as much money as yes. you can. We and want have to change fun life. doing it. Yep. Yeah. We want to change your life. And that's pretty amazing. So with the immediacy, is that something you guys had to learn from mistakes and snowballs? What? The, I think that's just us. You guys I, have always had that mentality? Yeah. Yes. That Let's is fix our, it before it gets worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That is our person. That is 100% Sean and I's personality. I think that's what made us click towards each other. Yeah. I mean, I loved how she was... Up front. I, I mean, you can't say... I was... When I met her, I was 37. I haven't never dated a... A girl before, but sure I have. Yeah. So I've been. So there was something that totally won me over with her, and I would say that it was just her personality, her work ethic, and everything about her. So, I mean, I we just clicked that way. I, I was gonna say, I'm gonna make sure to clip that part because that was a good thing. You can give it to her for your anniversary. That'd be that'd be great. So then, um, education and training. You guys bring in people for your your monthly talks. Well. You we have in the past. We do, yes. Not Everything's anymore. changed a little bit. We do a lot of Zoom now. Um, there's a lot of classes that are offered that way. We just got a huge offer as a salon to, to have an in-person uh, training, just our salon only, which is amazing. But, no, we education is super important because our industry changes every season we're changing. I mean, look at the mall coming back. And that's that's a change. That's right. Something that so, shouldn't have changed, but it changed. <laughs> I mean, yes. People said it wasn't going to come back. Yes, and they talk about it. So it's important for us to always be, we don't just want to be a, we love being a fun place and everything, but we want to make sure that we're constantly on top of whatever the trend is, you know, and give our guests the options and our girls the options to be able to, you know, that's why you're seeing extensions and stuff in our salon now. You're seeing anything and everything that is the next thing. I always try to, and what I say, too, when I'm working ahead constantly at home, is I'm always trying to think five steps ahead of the next thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how we're going to get there to that next thing. So, um, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, especially with surrounding yourself with people you enjoy and like, and they can grow and build with you, and yes. building them builds you, and all the other things involved. <laughs> I've never. I mean, I, every morning I get up and do a podcast. Do you? No. <laughs> Actually, there's been a couple of times though I started a YouTube thing. Really? Yeah, I I spend a lot of time with my son, and we are always doing something together. So, especially with that big new house here. Oh yeah, we're always. You guys have so much projects too. You have no idea. So, and a lot of people don't think like that. That house was a project. It, it was. I mean, it, I, I love it, though. I found it, and I can't believe I got it. And people were like, you really do that much? You get up that time? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you really do that much every day? I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll record it. And they're like, just put it on YouTube. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, create a YouTube page. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, so, I saw your little Backyardigans page that you guys have now, too. What is it? Your little, um, the I don't know what the name of your page is. It's your house. Oh, Martin Retreat. Retreat. Yeah. Your house page. Yes. Yeah. Well. You guys could be influencers on that side too. Oh my gosh. Social media is hard because when you own your own business, as you know, you're literally every, you're like the painter, the landscaper, you're the maintenance person, you're the social, you're the social media person, you're the boss, you know. 
you're the st- you're the worker. I mean, you wear like every single hat in yeah. the world. So it's I need to spend a little bit more time on that part too, the social media part. With serendipity? Yes, with serendipity. I just constantly have so many different things going through my mind. Well, I know what you mean with that because I feel like the same way half the time, especially doing this stuff. So I honestly, and this is technically on air, uh, <laughs> I really struggle with the editing side of this. Not like yeah. mentally, but like the recording side is easy. You yes. just go in, you talk to people you enjoy, yes. and then so the this is recorded on Wednesday. Usually I do Thursday, release Wednesday, yes. and then I record the next Thursday. Mm-hmm. So everything's set for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to create that next bit of the podcast. How long have you been doing this? First year is when the first episode dropped. I didn't get back in, back into it until after COVID. And then during COVID, we dropped a few episodes. This is the 11th episode, Mm -hmm. but this, but we also do in-office episodes called the Mike and Eve series. It's called Q&A with Mike and Eve. And it's designed for people that send us questions and we answer it as tax insurance yes. and financial professionals. Yes. So far, no one's asked any questions, so I make them up every time. Yes. That's awesome. But until somebody, <laughs> yeah, but until enough people are listening, like yes. the My Time Fitness one is the second most listened episode and it came out last week. Yeah. But it's because like, their people found it, and then it's just it just well, it gets consistency, it out there. consistency, yes. consistency, consistency. Because I'm booked into the same time. Correct. Consistency mm-hmm. is the key. And then I'm about to start a second podcast, which seems like too much. What's that? Industry based. So like I sell insurance. I'm in the insurance business. I am part of a committee, and pretty much all we do is promote parties. For us to get together as insurance agents and eat food and do an event. Yeah. And to me, like, nobody wants to do that. There's a reason nobody comes to the events. People want education, truly. If you're in your industry, you want education. Mm-hmm. So if you were to think about doing something like this, do it on your niche field. Well, that's what. So here's what. Are because you editing all this? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> so here's what I really would love to see done is I think that they're what we're really lacking and how... Here's, here's something I super struggle with. Mm-hmm. We're helping, you know, 26 stylists. We're helping that many people. But I keep, I struggle with the fact that there's that many more people out there. Oh, that, that you can help. Yes. And, and then you have to be to in your re- industry. That's why this is for me, it's here. For me, it's our industry. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, oh, my gosh, if I could just show people a better way. Like, we had actually done a video with Jacob Brown mm-hmm. um, right before. If you go to our Facebook page, or not our Facebook, our website, it's on there. I'm trying to figure out how to get it over to our Facebook page. There it's was never an appropriate, yes. Okay, we'll figure there, it out. Okay, there was never an appropriate time to post, to, rele- to post that after this whole thing. So I'm like, dang it. But it basically told the story of why it's so important to us to help people. I just have always believed that you do things to help people, and all the rest of it figures itself out. It does. If you just consistently stay the path, stay the course, you know? So that's what I struggle with the most because I still feel like, and I think maybe it's type A personality, whatever, I still feel like uh, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life because I'm not there yet. I still, I'm helping people, and I love helping people, but I just feel like, you know, he's not done with me yet. I, there's still more for me to help. So I'm not content. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and I think the biggest blessing from going in 2010 when you know, I was working out of a paper book versus now is technology's truly allowed for different mediums 
or more different yes. ways for people to learn. Yeah. I'm not one to sit down and read a book. My wife can sit down and read a book in a night. Yes, I'm right. one that I feel obligated to listen to things. So I listen to podcasts, so therefore I wanted a podcast to have a platform. But truly, in the first like three episodes, what I learned was I don't need a platform to speak. I need a platform to listen or a platform to hear from individuals who are smarter and farther along than I am. The nice thing about where you're at is you guys have all those failures behind oh you. Oh my gosh. To <laughs> where <we> you, ever? <laughs> you can use your platform or the next platform to then speak to those people and give them an opportunity to bypass those same failures, learn yeah. from your failures instead of their own, and then take their business to the next level. And that's always, that is 100% like you nail on the head. That's always our thing. It's like, man, just listen. We have done this. We've been there. And oh my gosh, I feel like sometimes we sound like that older person when we were young. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, here they're on that tangent again. Do you know what I mean? But no, yeah. it's true. Like you reach an age where you're like, okay, you're older than me. I'm going to believe everything you say because this stuff is true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys and are older so, than me. I'm listening to everything you yeah. say. I, I believe everything you say right now is true. It is. I mean, we, I don't know. It's pretty amazing. We love our life. Yeah. Blessed to be where we are. We are. We, we love our life. So that being said, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest fear, whether it's in business, personal, not being able to help people, not being, go. Yeah. I mean, Sean would probably say it's um, losing everything, wouldn't you say? I think my biggest fear is either losing everything, hurting myself on the property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, I mean, if you hurt yourself, then really, I mean... I have to work. So. Yeah. Um, well, when we and when we say losing everything during that quarantine, that really gave us, you know, when we were deemed not essential, mm-hmm. yep. that really hit hard because there's going to be several other salons and stylists that leave our industry over the next year because they simply can't make it happen. You know, they can't make it work anymore. And I think it was really so many people are in different spots right now in their own mental, you know, mentality that I think that um, I just want to keep people positive and keep moving forward and don't let all those struggles sit there and weigh them down to where they end up leaving. So my biggest fear is constantly, yes, I mean, another closure. That would be my biggest fear. You know, what our next four years looks like. That is my biggest fear right now as a business owner. Um, That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But, no, that is a really big fear for me because of, you know, the direction. And so, um, I think those things. So take fear out of it. Um, take fear out of the next four years, take fear out of the next closure. What's the biggest dream moving forward? What's the big next step? Is it just helping? I mean, it goes back to it every single time. I mean, truly what I would love to see is we open another salon. Um, we get stylists that, you know, are wanting to change their life you know, for the better and we're helping more people. And then eventually our goal is to franchise, but franchise in a way that is uh, the people within. Mm-hmm. So because my next goal and the girls, <laughs> the girls are like, what? Whatever you say, Rochelle, my next goal for our girls is you cannot work behind the chair the rest of your life. We have got to set you up and why I find that as a responsibility of my own but we need to set you up to where you can have your own serendipity. You know what I mean? You can you can do that and you're gonna have an income as well. So that's what we've been navigating through too. I mean, as far as, I wanna go back just a second, because as far as losing all, even when we were closed, I kick in, you know what I mean? I kick into whatever, survival. I'm always about survival. So we kicked into an online business during that time. We 
there was no break for me. It was literally figure out how to ship things, figure out how to get things online, so on and Which, so forth. Which, I mean, we gave all the girls rent-free for that whole yes, 11 weeks. we so took care we of everybody. no money coming in. Yes. So we had to think of... We got another. resourceful. I mean, you, when you're stuck in survival yeah. mode, you, you'll figure it out. You know, when you're backed in a corner, you'll figure it out. But no, my biggest thing moving forward is I would love to see more growth, but only if it's on a consistent level. For me, it has to be still our brand. I don't ever want to grow at a rate where we lose ourselves because what's most important to me, and I will say this until the day I die, is that money never becomes an issue and that we always stay the humble people that we are and we put our community, our girls, our family, see I'm going to tear up, that we put all those people first because at the end of the day, that's just green stuff. Do you know what I mean? But to me, it is really about changing as many and touching as many lives as we possibly can while taking care of our family and, you know, staying healthy and strong ourselves. I think. So, anyway, I don't cry very often, so no, it's got right. me to cheer up a little bit. I think that's what people want to hear. Yeah. It's so, important to us. That being said, if you want to be a stylist at Serendipity, how do they sign up? Who calls you? Well, you just shoot me a text message and you're going to be scared half to death. You're going to say, I don't even know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. And we're going to say, just like you can ask any person that's joined our team, we're going to say, look, I am with you from day one. I promise everything's going to be okay. In a month, you're going to text me and you're going to say, why didn't I do this sooner? Because that is how much passion Sean and I have behind our business. And that's how much love we have for each person that works in our salon. We don't take one person for granted, period. So if you want an owner that really loves you, that gives back to you, um, and if you want to change your life, then you want to come work at Serendipity. You do. John told us no at first, too. <laughs> John that. actually interviewed us. Do you know that? No, he's the that only sounds person, like John. He's the only person that interviewed us. He came and got a haircut from Sean. And he... All the girls kept saying hi to him. And I was like, I know all these girls. He said, I went to beauty school. With yes. Them. And then he ended up coming to work. But he wanted to see who we were. And I think that's what people would tell you that know us or that work for us. They, he want, they want to see who we are. And I think the one comment that always sticks out that I always hear months later is, man, you guys do what you say you're going to do. And I think people are still shocked to that because I guess there's maybe not a lot of follow-through for a lot of people. But if we say we're going to do it, if we say we're going to help you, you know, if we say we're going to be there, then 100% of the time we are going to be there. We are those people. It is not too good to be true. It is reality. And so that's my passion. That's, that's why where it becomes more about here. It's about people and it's about people's lives, you yeah. know, making them better. That's this family. Yeah, that's my entire family, and I don't want to. And I make I, I I pray that you add this into this podcast, but I I could not be where we are at right now without my dad is my biggest supporter. He is besides Sean my best friend. I talk to my dad how many times a day? We bounce wow. off of each other. He owns his own business too. The support of our family, our immediate family. You know, Sean's parents, my parents. Um, our, our everything, our entire family, our friends, you know, everybody, it's phenomenal that they have rooted us on this entire journey, you know, I mean, they have been our supporters, 
Yeah. And so, anyway, I had to give a shout out because that's where it's due. It's about having a, you need to surround yourself at the end of the day. Don't care who you are, what industry you are, we're all in the same this. You need to surround yourself with a circle of people that have your back. And we'll tie it back into the salon. We have your back. A hundred percent, we have your back. So... So that's well, in a nutshell. Yeah, it is in a nutshell. that old school. If it you is old be school. Successful, surround yourself with, with successful, successful people. people, and that is hard for a lot of people bad, to do. Surround yourself with bad people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you know, honestly, everybody within your organization is very lucky, and I'm going to speak on behalf of them as an outsider. But <laughs> between the community involvement, the things you do with your family, the things you do for your your business, um, you guys are doing it the right way, and you're saying, I mean. Proof is in the pudding. So Aww. you guys are obviously doing it the right way. We're all very happy for you. Um, anybody that needs to get a hold of Rochelle, find her on Facebook. Call Serendipity. Jump. Make the big <laughs> jump. Call them and become a hairdresser today. Thank you guys. I appreciate Thanks you guys coming. Thank you. Bye.